Hello and welcome to McCartney in Gold, which is the podcast that debates and dissects a great album of pop music. We take some stories about an album that we love, we mix in some opinion, we sprinkle over a World Cup style knockout scenario and stick it all in a blender. And the results should be delectable, but we make them inedible. I'm David Hughes and I'm joined by my fellow referees, Brett. Oh yeah. And Steve Sumner. Watch a cock. Hey. Who's? <laughs> Uh, no, we'll start no. with a qualifying round to whittle the album tracks down to eight chord finalists before we meander our way to the nerve jangling semis and stumble our way to the final. We may be uninformed, we could be biased, we will certainly be unruly, but this episode has been certified as McCartney safe, which means that if you listen or support this podcast, you will not be supporting the involvement or harming of Paul McCartney in any way. Safe Mac action. There you go. Good. Well done. Thanks for clearing Tonight, that, we take yeah. a trip back to 1971. It's a folk rock, sometimes jazz album whose music is lovely. You're barely music laughing now. now. Oh, I got it that time. I got it that time. Music is lovely. Barely laughing now. I've got more. There are nine tracks on this album. What are their names, you ask? Oh. If only I could remember. Hey. Yes, it's hey. David Crosby's 1971 debut solo album, If I Could Only Remember My Name. Well Not If Only I Could Remember My Name, which will get you uh, shot. Yes. Yeah, will it? Can't. No, no, no one cares. <laughs> okay. So we have nine tracks on the album, so we're going to have one qualifier and then uh, move to the quarterfinals. Usually you, there was more joie de vivre in your puns. Yeah, it I thought you're very I much like a... It's very yeah. functional punnage this evening. Very functional. We, like we're a, a meeting of the Rotary Club again, Dave. Come on, yeah, up your I game. Mean... Come on. This is showbiz. This is showbiz. Some people might not have listened before, and although they have survived oh. that attack of your puns, there the, the, the oh, opening did salvo. Do you listen Tell to the podcast? What, which one? The oh. one with the, like the middle-aged bloke who sounds a bit tired. Did did a couple of puns and then stopped. That one. Yeah, that was awful. Oh. Were they puns? Yeah. No, right, were they on. even puns? No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> So if you've not listened to this before, after we always traditionally open with a, a series of puns, which are hilarious, and I'm sure you're oh, still laughing. Utterly, utterly, utterly side-splitting. That was a pun, wasn't it? Yeah. Still laughing. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Still, uh, still, oh yeah, yeah, we're still laughing. Okay. Inadvertent, yeah, that that's one. That's a track on the album. Yes, yep, nice. I've got it. <laughs> yes. Track four. Um, <laughs> they're always better when they explain them. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. People love that. So now we're doing the qualifying round. To get us into the juicy quarterfinals for this yes. music, yes. judgment competition type thing. Right. Isn't so, it, Dave? so before we get into into this, because yeah. Dave's Dave's gone all business like, and I'm not having any of it. We, we should get cards on the table about the uh, this evening's makeup. Um, oh, uh, well, if we do, yes, because there, there is a bit of an elephant in the room here. Yeah, and I yeah. I hate walking into rooms where there are elephants, elephants because yeah. well, we all do. Yeah. Well, the smell of shit alone. I mean, jeez, it's a size issue. Oh, it's absolutely. a square. It's a square meterage issue. <laughs> really Everyone is. used to be like thinking to themselves, "Don't mention that there's an elephant standing in no. the middle of this room, or that it smells of you know." It's, yeah, that's a good dung. point, actually, Dave. But what? these days, for sure, it's the first thing you're going to say. Fuck me, there's an elephant in the room. So that, that's Literally. exactly it, isn't it? Everyone's hey. like, "Hello, have you noticed that there's uh, there's the only land mammal with four knees <laughs> in this room, like right now?" Because <laughs> outside of their natural habitat, yeah. we're not in. <laughs> You know, Everyone's an expert Asia, in, on, yeah. on elephants in rooms these days. Exactly. I mean, no one even goes logistically. How do they get the elephant in this room? Do they take the roof off? Do they crane it in? I mean, come on. There's yeah. so much to chat about. Why are we ignoring this? But but we digress. So the, the point was that, um, Steve, you are, I think, the UK's biggest Crosby, Stills, Nash and maybe Young 
fan. Well, it's good. It's good enough. Well, look, you're talking to someone who literally cried the first time he saw CSN because because it was such a big deal for me. So yeah, it's, I'd say I was a, a pretty big uh, CSN CSNY Manassas Crosby and Nash Crosby fat nuts, absolute nuts. Yeah. And if everyone, if we took an independent ruling on that, Brett is um, yeah. You would say that Steve is probably the UK's biggest resource on the output of Crosby, Steels, Nash, and possibly Yeah, I Young. think he's probably funded half of their European tour, yeah. <laughs> like, he could probably fill in for any of CSN, possibly why, on stage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he could play I mean, all the guitar parts, could you all see? Yeah. Parts. All, the, all, all the harmonies. Sing all the harmonies. I mean, harmonies I, mean, I mean, if you mm. want to start, the story starts with, with CSN, oh, course, for sure. Yeah. But... Um, CSMY is is when the drama really begins, and the drama is half the thing. It's like it's like the only other band I ever think about was a strange parallel is is Wu Tang Clan because when Wu Tang right. Clan came out in the nineties, they they had this first album that came out, and it was like nine of them, and it was this amazing collective, and then and then you had this incredible golden period for like five or six years where all of them released absolutely classic solo albums like the hardcore classics and then gradually it sort of started to fragment more after that we're digressing again let's get to it Dave. the main point is my personal lack of knowledge on david crosby apart from knowing his name i i, I know hardly anything which is appalling yeah you're like csn why are we doing this <laughs> <laughs> for for someone who's like so he, he is one of the I, I gather from wikipedia he's one of the titans of of 60s and 70s la rock scene oh yeah and, and to be honest with you that when all this started when all of this came together you, you, you neil young might be the most uh sort of recognizably famous now and they would all accept that um yeah that, that uh, at, in in sort of 68 69 he was the most famous um of all of them really because i mean Who, crosby Stilts, crosby for sure yeah absolutely, because yeah. because crosby you know because because nash had come out of the hollies who were good and selling lots of records but essentially at the lighter weight end of the british invasion and stills and young had come out of buffalo springfield who were up and coming and seminal and well thought of but were not huge by any means crosby just been fired from the birds who were basically could be considered mm. the american beatles you know so mm. i mean i mean i mean glenn, glenn fry from the eagles tells this incredible great story about how he, he sort of went to la to sort of make his fortune and he, he knew he was in the right place when he saw crosby in like 69 you know on, on the street corner and his cape that he wore for the whole of 69 and 70 and he's like fucking hell it's david crosby shit you know um and that that was he was the man in terms of the scene and the hanging out and the drugs and the girls and the just yeah, gen- and, generally and, being famous after he got they, fired from the birds. Yeah, notorious for being fired from like a yeah, really successful band at the time. That makes him like a very charismatic, interesting yeah. figure. So he would have been probably the cohering force, I would imagine, at that it's time. Interesting, it's interesting you say that because there's been some speculation that he has... Uh, twisted that story for his own means occasionally and that actually he left but it suits him better to tell the story as though right. he was fired yeah um, but it's you know but he got fu- he got fired they, I mean he, they, they they found him too difficult to work with for a number of reasons and there was um, there's various things that pushed them over the edge not least a song called Triad about threesomes which they were like no fuck this <laughs> and Roger McGrimm was like no 
No, just not. McGuinn no. didn't want to do it. Not that song. Yeah, well, McGuinn's pretty straight-laced. I mean, he's born again Christian now. He wasn't then, but he, right. he claims now that it was just because it was a bad song, but I think he just didn't want to do a song about a, free, a threesome because Crosby was all about Crosby was all about free love. And then he forms a threesome himself with CSN. True. Well, there you go. He's all about threesomes. So it's Told all you. about threesomes. Told you. Escape it. Told you. But for 27 years, we've known that he is he is like the biggest, UK's mm. biggest Crosby Stills national. And and yet, after 27 years, I know nothing. <laughs> nothing. I know nothing. How, how, know how has it turned into? So this is what's happening here, Steve. Dave is blaming you for his woeful ignorance going into this podcast. I'm, I'm glad that was clear. Well, that's, <laughs> well, um, yeah, that's what's coming out of it. And you know what's again for his birthday? Yeah, a bit of CSN. <laughs> Love it. <Yeah>. Good. <laughs> Right, get on with it. This is about 20 minutes in. We haven't even started the bloody whole idea of the podcast, which is to compare the songs on this album. So the first uh, qualifier is Orleans against I'd Swear There Was Somebody Here. So, so I mean, your, your, your eternal insistence on calling it Orleans is not, is not doing you any favours to start with. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's literally Steve. singing, he's literally Orleans. singing Orleans every <laughs> time. With, like, like, an incredible French accent. It's like I mean. going Orleans. So let's talk about Orleans then. Oh, Orleans. Well done, Dave. Smashed, <laughs> it, Orleans, man. smashed it, yeah. mate. You've, okay. you've, you've got the nuance there, Dave. I love it. I'm just referring you back, Steve. 27 birthdays. And, and, and what did you get him? Nothing to do with CSN. Yeah, it's your fault. Yes. Uh, right, so uh, or Lee on against, yep. I'd swear there was somebody here. I think the best way for to, to do this, because it's so unbalanced for this evening's podcast, is for I you two to vote and then for me to waffle, because it'd be interesting. <laughs> I, I, I'm, it's more interesting for you to come for it cold, and then also you can okay. re-vote if I change your mind in some way. Oh, that's good. That's a nice one. So I mean, Orléans is is in French, which yep. yeah, is it? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I didn't pick that up. I just I don't know, thought they were so singing random words or something. Dave, Dave it is yeah. literally. Okay. A list of French cathedrals. Actually, I think uh, they're, they're Parisian. I thought it, so, that's interesting because I'd written down here: is it a list of places he went on holiday? Yeah, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a no. It's, an, it's not a song he wrote. It's a it's a French song, and basically the nice. the, the, the lyric is Orléans, Bourgency, Notre Dame de Clary, Vendôme, all, and then the same. It's just literally for it's the name of for. Uh, Parisian cathedrals. It's just a celebration of uh, areas of Paris. That's it. For, for about uh, for about half the song, and then there's some nice finger picking that comes in for the yeah, second half. Yeah, beautiful guitar. Yeah, yeah, for, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's very Renaissance and it's very pretty a cappella. Um, I'm going to vote for that. Dave, over to you. Uh, yeah, I quite I quite like Orléans, uh, <laughs> as I now know it. <laughs> um, but um, I'd swear there was somebody here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's me and Steve. <laughs> yeah, hi. Hi. You should be drinking again. <laughs> um, it's one of my favourite tracks on the album. Oh, interesting. And, and the interesting. only thing that I don't like about it is that it's only one minute 20 long. There's almost like a sort of ambient Brian Eno nature obviously he uh Dave yeah. Cosby massively predates all that kind of stuff but if you if you put it on an eight minute loop um so basically it's, it's just too short if if that went on for eight minutes instead of cowboy movie then that yeah. would be um oh. you know that'd be my vote okay okay so steve you've got the decider 
Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, okay, so so uh, I, I, on I love, but it's not by him. It's a beautiful um, song. It's a beautiful arrangement. And, and Trad all, R. All, it's by Trad yeah, R, isn't it? It's by Trad R. I love Trad R. He's written I, some great I'm, songs, Trad I'm R. big into Trad R stuff. Yeah. He's, he's, um, mm, oh, I think he might have been... Is, is she Trad R? It could be, actually. It could be, I'm assuming. But Trad, yeah. is a, Trad is a relatively genderless name. We should look mm, it up. Mm. Um, I, Orleans great, but it is it is by Tradar, so so mm. that always swings me towards uh, songwriters and away from covers. Um, it's beautiful. I mean, I mean, one of the things that I love about this album is the guitar sound. There are very few albums that have got as good an acoustic guitar sound as this True. album. Absolutely, um, yeah, it, it's great. You know, uh, we'll get to the ones that are even better, but I mean, the guitar sounds beautiful. But um, the story, there's no particular story with that other, but the story with that's where there was somebody here. I mean, is really the story of the whole album because uh, if you'll okay. forgive me, <laughs> give us give us, give us a taste of that. I'll give you a taste. Through. I'll give you a taste. So basically, see it. I'll be as quick as I can. CSN come together and they completely in love with each other and they make a beautiful album and Stills is mm. very much in charge of it and it becomes the sound of 1969 and everyone's totally totally into it and it's very successful they're like and, the American Beatles or like well, the, well, the counterculture Beatles but, or then, well they're not because Young hasn't joined yet they're very much a three part uh, harmony making a beautiful sound that no one's heard before and it's like the Californian three part thing and then and then Young is asked to join for various reasons which is another whole story in itself that we won't get into and, and Deja Vu is made but the thing is Deja Vu is a much much darker album mm. it's the first Crosby Stills National Young album and no one's getting on to the same extent they spend no hours it's more out. disparate isn't it yeah they spend hours in the studio stills is being a total taskmaster and it's all of but but the main one of the the major things that happens is that crosby's girlfriend mm. uh christine hinton drives uh the cats to the vet and the the vet the, the cats lean out to scratch her halfway on the journey and she swerves instinctively uh. piles into a car a bus coming the other way and dies Oof. and who, who, um, sorry who who is this Christine Hinton, Crosby's oh, girlfriend. Yeah. Well, I mean, when, I mean, when he, did this happen? This this is this is just before Deja Vu happens. Nineteen seventy. Um, Deja Vu is, is what? Deja Vu is sorry is is um basically the Crosby the first Crosby Stills Nash and Young album. So they've they've released right. Crosby Stills and Nash, then they've released Deja Vu with Crosby Stills Nash and Young. Okay. And around around about this time, Crosby's girlfriend dies, and Gra- okay. Graham Nash basically said that. And Crosby agrees with this. Basically, said that he went to, to identify the body, and he came back, and he was never ever the same. And uh, yeah, it, he it, what be. what what happened was that uh, at the end of Deja Vu, they were all absolutely buzzing with with ideas. Stills goes off very very ambitious, makes an album. Uh, Young has already made several solo albums and is beginning to pick up off the back of Crosby, Stills and Nash because they're hugely famous, and he's not. He, he goes writes off after the. After the Gold Rush, after right? the Gold Rush is the one yeah. around this time. Nash goes off Amazing. and does his his first album, which is Songs for Beginners, which is a sort of classic singer songwriter thing. And Crosby is probably the least prolific of all of them, and probably would might not have got it together because he's his thing is hanging out with his friends and doing the harmonies and you know being collaborative. But actually, he just doesn't leave the studio because he's absolutely totally broken by this death, and all his friends from like the Jefferson Airplane, particularly and uh, The Grateful Dead and various other musical friends like Nash and Young and people, they all sort of coalesce around him and he just stays in the studio and just makes music and, and people just come in every day, particularly Jerry Garcia from The Grateful Dead. And they have this musical love-in, you know. So when we get to Music is Love, that's a big example of that. But they have this big musical love-in and some, sometimes you get tracks. So all the tracks where there's lots of people playing or when all his mates come in, 
and I'd swear there was somebody here basically is because he's all about vocal stacking and he's, he's so incredibly uh, instinctive with his harmonies he kind of went in they're probably a little bit high put on some echo in his headphones and he just went in and improvised it in the time it took to record it and he he's, he has said about I'd swear there was somebody here which is why it's called that 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 track is specifically like the wake you know the 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 funereal trap for Christine Hinton for his for his dead girlfriend. That's like the which is why you know I'd swear there was somebody here. It's like chills because this is the the goodbye. You know I can feel a mm. spirit spirit in the room sort of thing. So it's mm. it's, it's, it's powerful stuff, but it's totally mm. unlike any the other three put out very very singer songwriter or straight ahead rock albums. And Crosby's mm. is just you know you've got all these wordless pieces and jazz influences, and it's so different to the other three. Uh, albums and it's such a great counterpoint for the other stuff that's going on and no, uh, no better yeah. example than this track and maybe that's why it's kind of got a, a, a new audience more recently hasn't it this album because yeah hugely it's, yeah it's been appreciated in in, um, in the interim period yeah yeah for sure so that gets my vote anyway i think it's by far great. the more interesting of the two yeah, tracks a very important song then isn't it for the album yeah oh yeah hugely great way to end it okay so i'd swear there was somebody here goes through to the quarterfinals so the first quarter final is music is love and tamil pay high at about three if i've pronounced that right <laughs> so oh, um, it's, mount yeah, tamil pay is a uh, mountain in california oh you've got a lot of knowledge of mountains in california dave how did you know that <laughs> you know me and uh, me and wikipedia we go way yeah. back <laughs> on this uh, podcast as you know anyway uh, music is love is is what it's up against Right, what are you voting for then, chaps? I am going to vote for Music is Love because uh, it's really nice. Uh, just a lovely album it's opener. Lovely. Um, that said, I really do like the jazz influences on this album. And uh, with Tamil Pay High, I keep thinking he's going to break into The Girl from Ipanema at some <laughs> point. But <laughs> Yeah, bossing over, why not? It's like folk scatting. He does a lot of folk scatting on this yeah, album. He's got an incredible... Um, head for that stuff really incredible head for that stuff Tamil Pay High okay yeah it's it's nice but it, I think Music is Love is great. I think it really opens up the album perfectly. It's a great yeah. album opener. He uses, in like what, the first four bars of him singing, he uses so many different voices yeah. um, as if to say, like, right, yeah, this is my palette. This is what I'm working with. I'm going to use this all over this album. It's a really clever introduction to what you're going to get. Um, um, and the, as you're saying, like, the acoustic guitar, the recording of that is so oh, good on this album. It's sound. just beautiful. And it's just got a lovely, warm vibe, isn't it? It's easily music is love for me yeah well i mean that totally gets my vote as well it's what i mean when my my introduction to csn generally was the the csn box set which came out in the i think early 90s and uh music is love was on that now it just it just i loved it so much but it's again that's got a, a much better story to it as well because basically he just had that riff and he started sort of jamming and saying you know music is love and, and he happened to have uh young and nash with him and they did a little jam and they got to the end and he was like oh that was a, that was great fun oh brilliant and uh nash and young said oh that's uh that's going on your album 
And Cros was like, no, it's not. It's just I've literally only one line in it. Don't be daft. And they basically smuggled the tapes off. And Nash and Young put on that end section and the vibraphone and uh, basically finished it off and gave it back oh, to wow. him as a, pre- as, as a present. And they were like, there you go. It's going on your album now. So in fact, that's the opener, Smashing. And he was oh, like, wow. oh, yeah, brilliant. All right, fair enough. Nice. Uh, it's lovely. And so it's, which is very much the the collective sort of vibe of a lot of the album. It really was a loving of friends kind of looking after him because he was in such a state. Right. Um, right. Next. Very. So next we have Cowboy Movie against Laughing. Oh, Ooh, that's two quite biggies. Okay. Okay, so Dave, take us away. So Cowboy Movie is some kind of story song. uh, Yeah. And it's not... Yeah, it's kind of disturbing story, isn't it? It's like they've captured this sweet Indian girl. Yeah. It's by far Um, the longest song on the the album. It's weird. It stands out. It stands out, for sure. It's, It's a real folk rock. It's... Yeah, yeah, it's very folk rock. It's got a cool, quite a good groove though. That oh, it's that groove, roll, yeah. and it's got a, that that guitar and the two amp beat, which it just hits that upbeat just when you're not expecting it, which kept which justifies its length. If you can get away with that kind of long shaggy story, it's a it's a shaggy story, really, isn't it? Yep. Would you say? I mean, it goes on about this, that, and the other, and the Indian girl, and then Duke, and then Eli, and then Eli and Duke, and then at the end, it goes, "Oh yeah, by the way, the Indian girl, she wasn't Indian, she was the law." Oh, yeah. and that's how it ends. I mean, it's yeah. like what? <laughs> What's going uh, on there? I will tell you about what it's about in a minute. I want you to vote first. Okay. Okay. So I'm voting so, for laughing because Dave, you 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 told me before the podcast that there was one track on here you really didn't like. Was that it? And you're just being yeah, gentle. Yeah, I am. Okay. Oh, come on, oh, come on, mate. You got you got to go for it. All right. I don't I don't like Cowboy Movie because um, it, it, it. Why not? It's great. <laughs> it feels like uh, a Neil Young song Neil Young has a style of song where there's a, there's like a bitter mm. lyric and mm. I think Cowboy so Movie like has, yeah, yeah. Ha- has that and maybe maybe Neil Young was inspired by this um, but it just mm. doesn't seem to fit with the mood of the album which is, is quite soft and gentle mellow in parts it's jazz influenced in parts and laughing is that and I love the guitar right at the end maybe um, it's because I'm you know, listening to it cold, as it were. I don't know. Would that would that change it if you knew a context? I think it does sometimes. Like, like if you just if you listen to Sergeant Pepper's and you didn't listen to any of the Beatles' work before that, and you didn't know where it came from. Yeah, if you listen to When I'm 64 and you had no context to it, you'd probably be like, well, "It is granny music," just like Lennon always said. You know, <laughs> it's like certainly arts like that, isn't it? If you if you look at a, a Picasso and you don't know where it comes from or where it fits in the sort of lineage of of modern art then it, it can mm. be like, what is this? So, young Billy is Neil Young. Uh. Uh, Eli, Eli, our fastest gunner, kind of mean and young from the south, is Stephen Stills. Right, yeah. <laughs> fat, fat Albert is Crosby, who's telling the story and is the only one who survives all the fallout. And right. the Duke the Duke is Graham, Graham Nash, Nash, the dynamiter. And okay. the, the raven girl, the raven-haired Indian girl, is Rita Coolidge, who's a very famous singer in her own right, who, who both Nash and Stills totally fell for. Oh, and that's right. What happened with Rita Coolidge? I believe she yeah. was going out with one and then 
Cop- Nash took other. her off stills. Nash took her off stills, and it was this. This. When was that? When they were still in CSN? Why? Yeah. No, no, no. It was yes, yeah, CSN. X, and basically, X, one of one of the G. reasons that it all excuse <laughs> one of the reasons that the sessions all, and it all just fell apart is because Nash and Stills irrevocably fell out for years because oh, yeah. Na- Nash swept in, did the sort of uh, Englishman thing, and and took mm. uh, a College away from Stills. And th- this story is an allegorical version of CSNY. Uh, basically, I mean, if you look at it, it's like at the beginning, uh, me and my good partners came back, you know, to celebrate right. the robbing of the train. Yeah. You know, basically, and we, and we were thinking, oh, we'd have to go out soon again. We've just made a shit massive album. We don't have to go out and do anything else. And then suddenly, this girl comes in who Crosby mm. did not trust, which is where all this. I think she's uh. the law stuff guy. He actually did have some paranoid conspiracy theories that she'd been sent by the FBI to spy on them, but we'll not get into those. Um, but that's why all of this she might be the law stuff came from. Um, and because he didn't trust Rita Coolidge at all, and and he was in a way right because you know the, 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 those relationships broke yeah. up the band, and that's what the story's about. But it's I mean it's a nutty song, and you're right. I mean you're right. I will vote for laughing for some other reasons, but but it doesn't fit the vibe. But I do love it, <laughs> and I loved it more once I once I got the gist of exactly what it was about and sort of really unpicked it. I mean it's just a silly allegory, but it's a fun one. Yeah, no, it's, it works now. I see, I get it now because it is just like, what is going on here? Yeah. However, I'm still. Thanks for that. Have I voted? No, I don't think you have. I can't remember. No, I'm, 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 I'm going to be voting for laughing. It's oh. just, it's, it's probably one of the most complete songs on the album. It's, it's a, a lot of reviews say that. You know, yeah, it is, it is the so, most complete piece. I think that's what I'm going for. What's up next, Dave? Let's whip through this. I, well, I haven't voted. Uh, yeah, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll hear what Steve. It's totally laughing because I mean, you're right. I can't argue with the, the with Cowboy movie not fitting, but I think I think uh, we'll talk about laughing a bit more later. But I mean, it's it is the most complete sort of song and most beautiful thing here I think so yeah let's let's stick it through and talk about it again a bit so the next quarterfinal is what are their names against Traction in the Rain go for it me talk yeah okay. yeah you go on go, <laughs> go on, on do it do it okay uh, I like uh, what are their names at the beginning as it sort of builds up really you know yeah. slowly um, you're almost sort of not sure if the song started and, until it's kind of got 30 seconds in I prefer Traction in the Rain so that's what I'm going to vote for. She's a really uh, delicate um, song all the way through. I mean, we could be more contrary there, Dave, if we tried, and sometimes we do. Um, but this one, like, what what are their names? I, I really like the brooding intro, but I'm, like, frustrated it takes so long to get to this incredible vocal at the end. It just, I really feel like that long intro, it feels like a missed opportunity that they don't go longer in with this song and go into more detail about this subject matter. It's so... It's such a great mood they set for exactly what they're talking about. Um, so I'm definitely, and I, I mean, Traction Rain is nice. It's a pretty song. It's a much simpler song. It's got a dulcimer on it, or something like that. A dulcimer, auto, auto harp, I think. Auto harp. Okay, but I'm definitely going for what are their names. I think it's really cool. Because I would, I would oh, do the reverse. I would yeah. cut off the end bit and then just. Str- I know. Out the we, we both like different. D- I would like the, a longer, yeah. longer vocal. You yeah. would like longer intro. Yeah. So there we go. Um, I'm going to go tracking in the rain. I'm afraid. Um, oh, it's sake. it's it's just it's beautiful. It's incredible. I mean, the the vocal and the the guitar and the auto harp together. Even with before you get to the words, which are fantastic, 
Uh, I mean, I think it's hard, hard to gain any traction in the rain. It's such a great line in and of itself. But before you even get to the vo- uh, to the uh, lyrics, it the, the the sound of that guitar and the voice and the way it's mixed is just to die for. And also, I've never been massively into what other names. I always felt it was a bit. Um, sort of uh, sledgehammer to crack a nut fist in the air relatively basic 60s proselytizing type of a thing i mean they they for example when they did a tour i think it was csny2k when they would like the the and then there was the anti bush uh, the anti bush tour during the iraq war that they did um you know they did it a cappella as a big sort of oh anthem and I, i've never quite bought it I don't dislike it, but I never quite bought into it. So it's got to be traction. I think that's. Me. I really like that about it. I think that's what makes. I love that you like it. That's great. Yeah, and I think that could be. It's like a rebuke to the elites, isn't it? That, yeah, I mean, totally. It's yeah. certainly a subject that's hot at the moment. And that might be part of the reason why this album has carried on and was carried through perhaps yeah. more than some of the other albums that released um, by you know his contemporaries. For sure. I wonder if. Sure. Um, I wonder if Nick Drake ever listened to this some of these tracks the, the sort of elements of this the, the sort of delicate guitars and, and the jazz influences which i wonder okay. if nick drake had, had heard this and sort of thought oh there, there's a like a you know there's one element that you are absolutely a hundred percent bang on the money about can you work out what it is there's one huge parallel between crosby and nick drake mother i got it go on their mothers both played the piano I think they did, but no, it's not. So, 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 oh. Brilliant guess, so Nick Drake was in that no. sort of like <laughs> I- English um, folky jazzy bubble. And yeah. and as far as I can tell, um, David Crosby was very L.A., uh, yeah. you know, rock scene. So they don't, there doesn't seem to be parallels at all. But I wonder whether... No, their personalities are so opposed. Like Crosby is super sociable. Nick Drake wasn't at all, was he? No, no, no. I can't think of any parallel between okay. Crosby and The parallel Drake. is... The- the parallel is guitar tunings crazy 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 guitar tunings Crosby is famous for them and so is Nick Drake that they neither of them almost played anything in standard tuning ever um Crosby would be the first person to say you know Stills was like trying to be a virtuoso guitarist and and Neil Young had a very specific but you know big lead guitar style and that wasn't Crosby at all and Crosby's thing was well okay you know if I'm not the most technical guitar player ever I'm going to get into interesting guitar tunes and he is crazy for them and you know it's not just like drop D and open G and you know dadgad and these things it's it's proper I'm just going to make them up I'm going to tune the shit out of this I'm going to tune them in all different directions and then some of his most classic and famous songs you know Guinevere and things like this and, and, and song with no words off this album are in tunings that literally nobody else pretty much has ever bothered to try because they don't they don't you know no it's not like people are going around going oh yeah i use that tuning all the time it's like people are go oh you mean that david crosby tuning because no one else has done it but yeah that's the big parallel because nick drake was the same you know you didn't it's if you try and learn a nick drake song it's like well, well i'm just gonna have to retune the guitar every time are you serious yes you are you know nice all right interesting the next quarterfinal is i'd swear there was somebody here against song with no words Brackets, tree with no leaves. I'm going to stick with, um, I'd swear there was somebody here because I could li- probably listen to an album of that if you made that th- track 37 minutes long. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that as well just because um, of the context you've explained about what that song is about and what it stands for and, and how that is essentially really the genesis for this album, isn't it? Just the way it was made, the way it came, came about. Yeah. 
Whereas Song with No Words, Tree of uh, No Leaves, which I believe the parenthesis was given by Graham Nash, wasn't it? Yeah. Nash. Um, yeah. It's very pretty. It's it, it, would, it would sit on any CSN album, wouldn't it? Really, it just straight in. Yeah. Um, but there's no lyrics to it, you know. Obviously, you know. Spoiler alert: it's in the title. Um, <laughs> but it's it's like it's again. Are there any are there any leaves? Uh, maybe. No, no, there's no five leaves, leaves left, no I believe. Leaves. Um, hey, little Nick hey. Drake. Um, so, a lot of folks scattering. It's very pretty and nice, but I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going to go with, um, I swear there's somebody there. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to give someone mm. their words a little nod then. It's nice to hear Nash's mm. voice in there as well. Um, it's 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 a shame as well. It, it sort of it has an extra level of poignancy to it because um, the the strongest relationship in CSNY was always they Crosby did albums Nash, together, always. Didn't they? Just when, whenever. The two of them. Oh yeah, but there were a number of excellent Crosby and Nash albums. Really, really strong Crosby Nash albums. Um, so, who plays on this and, album out of CSN and why? Uh, no, no, just generally. Oh, who, loads of people. Generally, la- large, uh, lots of people from the Grateful Dead. Lots of people from, particularly Jerry Garcia, who plays all over it. He was the sort of Grateful Dead main champ. Mm. He he plays all over it. Uh, who were recording in the next studio at the same time? And the Grateful, uh, sorry, the Jefferson Airplane. Who were great mates with Crosby. Lots of them. And then after that, a bit of bit of Neil Young, fair slice of Nash, Journey Mitchell's knocking about. Stephen Stills. Um, and then, no, Stills isn't anywhere on it. Um, and then assorted uh, friends and people that you probably wouldn't know the names of, and nor do I. So a lot, just it was a great big loving. So it was Carol King around at this time. Oh, in- get off, Carol King! She's not going to be your best friend, Dave. Stop going on about Carol King every fucking podcast. No, she wasn't on this album, but. Did, did no, she ever but she with, was uh... living. Well, that's an interesting question because she was living, and that tapestry cover was taken in her house mm. in Laurel Canyon. And we did say when we did the, ta- the, the, the tapestry episode, I mean, Laurel Canyon was was Peter Talk was the party house. Mamacus was down the road. Crosby was there. Mm. The Doors were there, um, and and this this big huge list of other other characters that I can't think of. And right Carol King's house is and, where you went if you wanted to speak to an actual adult who could do something proper. I think I think Carol yeah, King's house was if you yeah. wanted a cup of tea and some quiet yeah, time, yeah. you know, because she just wasn't part of the scene as far as I know. She just she's never mentioned in those stories at all. If you cut your thumb or something, she'd bandage it properly, get the antiseptic on, she'd be proper. That's it. That's where you'd go. <laughs> Well, she had kids, I suppose. I mean, I, I mean, she was right there in the centre of Laurel Canyon. That was the scene for these guys, and she's not part of any of these stories. No. So as far as I know, no. No connection at all. So you cannot get to King through Crosby, Dave. Oh. Oh, okay, Stop trying, Dave. Stop David. trying. Stop it's trying. fucking embarrassing now. <laughs> yeah. It's not attractive. Uh, no, she, won't, she won't like it. No. Right. The semi-final, first semi-final is Music is Love Against Laughing. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> That's really hard. That is really hard. Dave has definitely done this so he can get his favourite song through to the final, hasn't he? The sneaky bugger. Yeah, yeah, he probably has actually. Um, all right, shall I go first this time for a change? Then? Yeah, let's mix it up. Uh, music. Oh, this, this is nearly impossible because music is love is is so dear to my heart because it was right there at the beginning. But I think that. As most people do, laughing is the most beautiful, most complete sort of centerpiece of this album. Mm. And that's really hard. It's really interesting, though, because my reaction is the same as yours and it's the same as everybody else's, which is, oh, yeah, laughing's the most sort of song song, mm. isn't it? You know, it's really. But actually, if you look at it, look at the lyrics, right? There's, there's no rhymes, <laughs> there's no verse, 
and there's no chorus. I can literally read you the whole thing in, in about 20 seconds. I thought I met a man who said he knew a man, yep. he knew what was going on. I was mistaken. Only another stranger that I knew. And I thought I'd found a light to guide me through my night in all this darkness. I was mistaken. Only reflections of a shadow mistaken. that I saw. And I thought I'd seen someone who at last knew the truth, but I was mistaken. It was only a child laughing in the sun. Done. That's the whole yeah. song. And there's, there's, yeah, it's just three stanzas, no rhyme, nothing. Done. And and so and yeah, everyone's like, including me, everyone's like, oh yeah, it's the most songy one on the album. And yet still Crosby uh, it manages to sort of circumnavigate sort of standard strong song structures. Brilliant. But uh, I have to go laughing, even though music is love is dearer to my heart i have to go for laughing because i think it's the most incredible guitar sound i've ever heard it's amazing anywhere. great guitar sound and so many layers of guitar there's, gen- there's reverb oh, on this just that. There's, mad. it's just you can't pick out what's what it's really beautifully produced however i am going to go with music is love because i think that's wonderful as well so can't dave fault you there. yeah the same music is love oh nothing's oh, going down really like that yeah, I don't mind though because I love, I adore them both. I'm sad one has to go, but I've got no problem with going with music as love. It's just adorable. Um, right, let's keep moving. Okay, and the second semi-final is Traction in the Rain against I'd Swear There Was Somebody Here. I'm going to go Traction in the Rain early. I think it's, I think, it's, I mean, I love that Swear There's Somebody Here, but I don't, I don't have the same attachment to it that that you're developing, which I love hearing about. But I mean, I, 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 I prefer. The, the songness there's only so much wordless Crosby I can take before I want to go back to a still song or a Nash song to be honest was a t-shirt in India a total I'd swear there's somebody here you can I think you can hear in that what you what you want to so i heard the story you can hear something haunting in that oh, yeah. you could hear something choral if you if you wanted to what had you heard in it before you heard the story about it dave i, I heard something ambient um but it could you know it could sort of go on and go on and go on for <laughs> we've established you, you like it and yeah. want it longer and, and, get, and you get could to just, the point you could just get lost in it I, <laughs> you I could really... fucking hell <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm lost in this answer so... <laughs> get to the end <laughs> I'm going to go with Traction in the Rain because I cannot hear Dave talk about it anymore. The other one, it goes on forever. <laughs> Just for that reason. It's a good reason, mate. I like that. <laughs> Lovely. Right, next up. Okay, so it's the final. It's the big one. It's the <clears throat> final. We have meandered our way. God, we really have meandered. To the nerve jangling. Is it nerve jangling? It's just chilled out, is it now? <laughs> I mean... So the, the the final is Music is Love against Traction in the Rain. Oh. Now, to me, I'm coming at this from as a total outsider. I, I Really, the final, in my mind, should have been Laughing versus Music is Love. So it's kind of... Correct. Uh, this is interesting. I don't know how this is going to go because Dave is, as we've established, quite a wild card. He would have taken... A one minute twenty seven ambient track at the end of the album, almost a postscript to that song, isn't it? And he would have definitely put it way on on the, on the winner's podium. Yeah, for sure. Wouldn't you, Dave? Uh, yes, I would. You, you know, if you wanted someone to blame Brett, you could blame Steve for those twenty seven years of non schooling in CS yeah. and possibly possibly why. I do want someone to blame, and I'm happy for a scapegoat, even though it doesn't yeah. really make oh, any sense. No, not at all. I mean, I don't see the sense in it either, but I'll I'll take it. I've got big shoulders. It's fine. I'm going to go with music as love. I think it's great. It opens out beautifully. The, the guitars are just spectacular, aren't they? Aren't the sound of them, yeah. the blend of the yeah. vocal. I suppose it opens the album. Um, I swear there's somebody there. Ends the album. Those two songs really inform everything you need to know about the album. If you could only hear two songs to explain yeah. this album, it's those two. 
and I'm voting for. I think that's for. a very, very good way to put it. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's a, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm going with music is love, and I'm handing it over to you two. Yeah. No, that's a really nice point that it's sort of it's it's framed by these two songs that sum up what it's about. It's the, it's the yeah I've never really thought about it, but yeah, there's one one is the friends together supportive yeah. musical loving, and the other is alone in pain. Um, you know, mourning the, the loss of this beautiful mm. woman. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah, great. Right. Dave, what are you going for? Uh, I'm going Music is Love. Oh, where we go? Yeah, it's got to be. As am I. I think that's okay. unanimous. I mean, it's a wonderful, wonderful piece yeah, of music. it is. And what a beautiful sentiment. Dave, is music love to you? Uh, I don't know. Oh, that's a fascinating <laughs> response. Steve, <laughs> <Yeah>. rescue this <laughs> yeah. section. Rescue <laughs> Are we calling it a section? No, we won't. <laughs> we'll be calling it an edit, I think. Dave, you happy? Yeah, I am. Oh, sorry, yeah, I, was nice to, I, I, was, I was talking to David Crosby. I was just checking if he was happy with that. 